Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. Hi, welcome back to the John Harrison Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Hubbard. Uh, today, Melissa Dunn and I are going to chat about a topic that came from one of our listeners. So again, thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts with us on topics we make and tackle from our team's perspective. Um, and we'll talk about that again at the end. We want to keep having those come our way. So, um, But this topic is quiet firing. Uh, you may have heard of quiet quitting. So this is kind of the flip side of that, but quiet firing and, and for those of you who may not have heard that term or be familiar with it, this is the approach we're kind of taking today in our conversation. Uh, but it's the idea of a, a manager, supervisor, leader who they're not going to, you know, have the conversation, file the paperwork, ask someone to not work here anymore, but they're going to start pulling back their support, their, um, you know, communication, those types of things, kind of putting siloing certain employees so that they will quit, right? So, you, you know, again, the term of quiet quitting is, well, I'm not actually going to leave. I'm just going to become disengaged. I'm going to, you know, stop, you know, doing the bare minimum and I'm just going to quit while I'm still here, if that makes sense. This would be the manager side of that. Like, I'm going to hope someone quits and, and kind of push them that way without actually doing that. And, and I really think this can happen for a couple of reasons, subconsciously or very intentionally. Uh, but sometimes you may just have your hands tied, like you don't have the authority, your upper management, HR, whoever has said, you know, we're not, we don't have the grounds or we don't want to let go this person. And so you're like, okay, I can't do anything about it ultimately, but I'm going to, you know, put them in a box over here and I'm not going to give them the same support I do as my team because I wish they, I could fire them. I wish they would quit. Um, but it, it can also just happen because of personality differences and conflicts and somebody that you're frustrated with and you just choose to stop engaging with them on a certain level. Um, so I, I think there's a couple of different ways we can come at this, but we are going to talk just briefly about the employee side of this and the, and the supervisor side. Um, and before I uh, pass over to Melissa to kind of talk about managerial perspective on this, uh, let me just kind of caution all of us from an employee perspective. If you witness quiet firing, whether it's towards yourself, towards other people in the organization, I would ask you to please, you know, take a minute, uh, take a deep breath, consider the circumstances. Clearly, this can happen. It's a real issue. Um, and I get that that's not a healthy place to be. But I also think we can project um, and assume what may be going on when that's not always the case. So just because you've been given a task you don't love, or just because you feel like your boss didn't tell you something that you wanted to know, those types of things. I'm not saying there wasn't a real mistake there or not, but that doesn't always mean there's this malicious intent to get rid of you. And, and I do think, again, hopefully no one on our podcast here listening to this would, would be find themselves in that position. But I think that's kind of a societal thing for us right now is this victim mentality that everyone's out to get me. You know, I have to fend for myself. So I'm going to assume that everyone's got my worst, you know, and got the worst intentions in mind for me. And I, I would caution you not to take that route because uh, that's going to be a very frustrating career for you. Um, if you always think that everyone's making a decision to harm you, um, that's going to be a tough place to be. So I would give some benefit of the doubt. But have those conversations when needed. If you do think something like that is happening, then go to the human resources department if that's if you have that, um, or just the, the manager of the person, the owner, the, whoever you need to go to in the chain of command to get the help. 
Um, I would encourage you to do that. But a lot of times this can be solved one-on-one with the person you think may be doing this, right? And just saying, hey, I've noticed this. I don't know where that's coming from, but, you know, is there something I'm doing? Is there something we can do better as a team? Um, But I think those are the conversations that don't happen a lot of times, and we just sit back in our – you know, in our office, our little cubicle or in our trucks out on the job site, whatever. And we kind of just assume that everyone else is trying to get us and, and we don't talk about the stuff. So I would encourage you not to do that, uh, to do, ha- do the hard work and have those necessary conversations. Uh, but again, I do know sometimes this can happen. It is a real thing. So I'm not discounting that. And I know Melissa's got some uh, thoughts to share on that from, from the managerial side. What, what's your thought on, on quiet firing and how that's happened in your career? Yeah, so um, really, I guess it's twofold from the managerial side and the human resources side of things. But uh, typically what I have seen is whether it's an intentional or an unintentional hazing of sorts, um, it's real easy for those situations to happen, particularly in remote work environments, whether you have remote office workers or whether you have a remote field situation. Um, you know, there's there's numerous investigations that I had done where situations like that had come up and, you know, come to find out, yes, unfortunately, some of those were intentional, but um, likewise, on the flip side, they were unintentional. But, you know, regardless of which side of the fence you're on there, that is just absolutely wrong for a million reasons. Um, too many to go into here, really. But, um, you know, to your point, Tanner, you just you need to take a step back and ask yourself why you're doing this. Um, there's always junk work or administrative work to be done. Somebody has to do it. Um, just ask yourself, you know, as a supervisor, am I, am I doing this in the most fair and comparable way for the work to get done? And if you're choosing the same person to do it over and over and over again, then you could subconsciously have a problem with that person. (laughs) Um, but you know, again, I've talked a lot about having an accountability, a partner, you know, if you're out in the field and you're with another foreman, have that check conversation. You know, I, I feel like maybe I'm assigning the same thing to the same person all the time. And what does that look like? Um, you know, just having that person that you can bounce that, those ideas off of is very important. But the, the other side of this that really comes from like an HR perspective is the amount of risk that you're assuming when you're making those decisions, because you just you don't realize it, but you're putting the company at risk if you are intentionally targeting someone. You know, there could be issues behind the scenes that you don't even know about. There could be ADA issues. You know, there could be unintentional discrimination happening. Um, it's just, it's something that you really need to be cautious and aware of and intentionally think about how you're treating people one-on-one. We, we talk a ton about values in the organization and check yourself against them. If your company has values, stop and check yourself against them in the decisions that you're making, because that's going to be the truth test, if you will, in terms of some of the decisions that you're making. Kind of along the lines of what you're saying there, we've said in our sessions many times that you know inconsistency leads to liability. So if you're a manager that finds yourself doing those things very inconsistently across your team, regardless of the issue, you know, quiet firing aside, just in general, that's going to pose some issues, I know. Yeah. And it, I mean, it does truly, or I have seen it truly happen more frequently in remote situations. Now that doesn't mean it can't happen in the office right there in front of 125 other people, because it absolutely can. But um, I think it's something is more that you fall more vulnerable to if you don't have someone that's just kind of 
there all the time or you don't have somebody that you work with in an office all the time um, that sees you in your normal best state, but also sees you in your, you know, I'm having a bad day state. <laughs> sure. No, absolutely. And, I, and I, I've fallen victim to this as well. I know in my previous job, um, before I came to work for John, I was materials slash operations manager, um, small company. And there was someone who clearly was never going to get fired. Um, I mean, that was relation to the owner and just there was that was never going to happen right they were going to be given every accommodation and and you know it is what it is but much younger in my career obviously I've been with John for seven years now and so this was um, you know I was young supervisor and I was not happy about it you know if I had my way I'd have gotten rid of the person right like I thought there was plenty of cause not doing their job blah 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 but that wasn't going to happen and so what I found myself doing was quiet firing them by I stopped communicating with them the same way I did the rest of the team. I kind of siloed them on projects, kind of like you just talked about, Melissa. I was just like, I'm, I want as little to do with this individual as possible if I can't actually get rid of them. But looking back, clearly I didn't handle that the right way because while it wasn't the best situation, if I was going to have to endure someone, you know, that maybe deserved or maybe not deserved, but, you know, I, I prefer they wouldn't be there. Um, if I had to put up with that, I should have done that in a way that would help our customers, would help our other employees, and would frankly, you know, be less frustrating to me because I just stood on that all the time. And just, you know, anytime I had to interact with them, I was frustrated about it. And I was short and quick and to the point and didn't want to spend a lot of time in those conversations. Um, but that was the really the worst possible of all the scenarios because I wasn't making the best of what I had, right? And I was, and again, it was putting customers at risk potentially if I was leaving this person on an island, it was leaving other employees at risk if they had to work alongside this person. And so, uh, you know, looking back and now I still, I chose to leave there. I probably still would have chosen to leave there just based on the situation and, and where I wanted to go in my career, but I could have left that in a better place if I had done the work to have hard conversations and made the best of that situation to give that person the same resources, the same communication and help them be successful. Even if I felt like there was things that they were allowed to get away with because of their relationship there and, and, you know, they, and I couldn't get rid of them. So, um, kind of like so many things we talk about, this is just another one where the worst possible situation is just to sit around and dysfunction and let's keep letting it happen. Right. So much of the VIP way is about getting this stuff on the table, talking about it and working through that. Um, and I know we hit this at a very high level today, but we, we just kind of have to, because of the topic at hand, if there are specific, inst- uh, you know, situations or instances that you're aware of in your organization or that you have questions about, we'd love to talk with you about that offline, feel free to reach out to any of us and we can have those conversations over phone, email, coffee, whatever. Um, cause you know, we just want to be a resource. We want to help. Uh, we don't want to leave anybody hanging, so to speak, if, if this is something that is, is important to you and, and we can do something to help with that or just be a sounding board. Um, so please reach out to us on that, but just hopefully at a high level today, we've, we've hit some of the main concepts around quiet firing and what that looks like. So, uh, thanks Melissa for being on and sharing your experience and to our listeners, we hope to have you back next time. Have a good day. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for a future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.